I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Julie Montague, and this is American Viscountess. I'm visiting Eiford Manor, known for its beautiful historic gardens. I'm meeting head gardener Troy Scott Smith and lending a helping hand in the Japanese garden. Troy. Hello again. So what are you planting here? These are wonderful little plant. Look at that. It's called Roscoa. It's a Japanese plant. Roscoa auriculata. Lovely open purple trumpets. So we're just going to just put these around here. So Fantastic. And um, do you do these every year? They're Is, perennial. No, they'll they're last, per- oh. last over time. Oh, yeah. they'll last. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, yeah, just a case of digging that hole where, yep. where you are. That'll okay. Be, that'd be great. My mother-in-law has this brilliant line that she says, people come to visit a house once, oh, yes. but they come to visit yeah. the gardens yeah. four times a year through the yeah. seasons. Yeah. And do you feel that as well here? Yeah. I mean, Iford's, I think, is a bit special because... It doesn't necessarily rely on the horticulture. Right. So, you know, it's the setting, it's the location, it's the subtlety of the structure, the bones of the garden, which actually are much more obvious in, in the winter season. Uh, you know, the flowers, if you like, compl- complicate the situation. So in winter, it's beautiful. I, I really like the, um, the play of light in winter on the structure, on the soft bath stone we have here. Um, and then in spring and summer, of course, you know, you get all the, all the loveliness from the, from the blossom. So, yeah. I mean, you love winter and then as spring arrives, you, you love spring and then yeah, summer and you, true. you love summer. This is the draw. People come to Eiford for the gardens. And you as head gardener, mm. why do you think that is? It has got something unique, I think. I, but I think it is that sense of arrival. When you arrive, it's unexpected. You come down these steep-sided valleys, it's nestled in the, in the valley floor, the river, fast-flowing river running just by its doorstep. And I think all that adds to that somehow, the drama. And then you come into the garden and this very unexpected sense of the Tuscan hillside, the Italian garden, the Oriental garden, all nestled in this vernacular. And yeah. it is something about that which, is, which I think is, is the special sense of Eiffel. Later, I'll be heading over to the kitchen to help prepare afternoon tea. But first, I need to pick some rather special flowers, which apparently are tasty too.
Well, we've got you know lots of flowers here, particularly this part of Iford. But what we've got over here is actually some pots, which um, are probably perfect for you. They've okay, got fantastic. And all sorts of things in. So let me show you those. Yeah, because I want to make sure. Obviously, I think we're going to top them onto some cakes. Mm. Well, so, these would be fun, wouldn't they? Yeah, beautiful and the colours. These are little violet gold trees. These are little violet. Okay, so here's the thing. When I just need to pick it from the top, is that right? Well, I think probably for 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 yeah. eating you would, but. For for the garden, if you can pinch it right down. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. So And then you can just take the top. I don't suppose you want to eat the stalk, but yeah, so, and actually, these you can eat as well. What? These, these daylilies, they, they can, you can eat them. You're kidding whether me. You'd, whether you'd be brave enough, but you can eat them, seriously, so. Have you eaten them before? No. Okay. But, but you can, <laughs> I'm not, I, I wouldn't joke about such okay. a serious thing, really. So, yeah, these or the buds would be lovely. You can eat the buds. Mm. Shall we try now? I think we should try one right now. <laughs> it seems a shame yeah, to, this take, is it. to take the flower. There we go. Okay, okay. It is a shame to take the flower. Okay. Shall yeah. we just go for it? Look. All right, on the count of three. Yeah, go on. One, two, three. three. Actually, okay. Actually, <laughs> not, really nice. Actually, not bad. <laughs> it tastes like something. I really didn't know what to expect. <laughs> These are really nice. Mm. I'll do I that again. Yeah. That was fantastic. Oh my goodness. So you can help yourself to all of us. I can, I'm, yeah, I'm in a bit, basically, you're gonna come back tomorrow and all of these <laughs> yeah, are gonna yeah, be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you to it then. Okay, great. Thanks, Troy, That's so okay. much. See you again. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, that was delicious. I might have to have another one. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, I'll pick like this really small one here so it goes unnoticed. It's actually really delicious. I have to get that. If there's a flavor that's coming through and I can't quite get it, it'll come to me later. Right now, I've got to pick. So see, that's why I asked that question to Troy. Like, so I, I knew that obviously edible flowers, it's just the flower. But see, from a gardener's point of view, he was like, no, you've got to pick it from, you know, the stem all the way down. So so that you don't ruin the plant. Right, I think this will be enough for the kitchen. Also, just remember that you need to be with somebody who knows about what flowering plants are edible. So I trusted Troy, he's a head gardener, he's an expert, and he knows what's edible. Definitely don't just pick up a flower and eat it. Know for sure if it's edible. After a glorious morning in the garden, this happened. Traditional British summer weather made a dramatic appearance. And so it rained. And rained. Okay. Okay, are we, are we no. gonna go for it? Are we gonna go, no. Are you, really? Oh, come on. You're gonna give come me a tour of the garden in this? What? Okay, so that was a good garden tour, so I'm glad you enjoyed that. 
Oh my goodness. Armed with William's meteorological optimism, as well as umbrellas, we set off. Okay, right, now in the context of English weather, okay. this is not raining. Okay, but okay? This is, it is raining. It is William. not raining. William, it's raining. Imagine, it is not raining. <laughs> Imagine the azure sky that Mr. Pito saw when he arrived at Eiford. It is. It is not raining. Come on, you've got a brolly. Wait, so go. I, I'm not going to, you don't want me to put this up? I'm not wearing Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wellington boots are all you need. And you dry, oh, here's busy. Look, she hasn't, has she got an umbrella? No. She has no, no umbrella. she doesn't. Lovely Georgian terraces, upgraded by Harold Peter. So they were so, Georgian because they needed a garden for recreation. Right. Invite the rector around, get your friends around, you know the rest of it. And they wanted to show off the valley. And they wanted to show, but ah, then because they're all about showing off. But the you're right, absolutely. So then here is this lovely conservatory terrace, where they are integrating the conservatory of the house yes. with the garden, very much yes. a, a grand tour idea. Look at Busy right here. Yeah, she's so she is happily. Well, it's her garden, just, right? Yeah, it's I mean, her garden. So right? these, these, all these little terraces constricting our space, giving us a shooting glance, and then up to the main garden above through this set of steps, and then. At the top, you come through this arch, yes. and you see this a cathedral of space above. This amazing plane tree. I mean, look up there! Isn't that spectacular? Yeah, that. 1779. That was planted to commemorate uh, the our the, independence, nearly the birth of Thomas Gaisford. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, um, it's close. 1776. Perfectly reasonable guess. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Thomas Gaisford ended up as a dean of Christchurch, Oxford. He lived here. He was uh, a great Greek scholar, the Regis Professor at 31, bright cookie. Oh. Um, and he lived here, he wrote his sermons on the Great Terrace. He, he was a great one for the Grand Tour, so he brought cypresses in here. Even as early as the Georgian period, this was known for its cypress walks. And then as we round this wonderful corner, we sort of, you know, you can't really see where you're going. And then you arrive at this representation of effectively a Tuscan hillside. So here, if you look up, you've yeah. got this wonderful tree form of juniper, the cypresses, you've got rosemaries, old rosemaries with their woody stems, it really yes. redolent of trips to the Mediterranean. And the thing about this garden is that it is essentially a series of memories, but they're not Mr. Pito's memories, although they were. They're actually your memories, they're my memories. They're things which trigger a memory in us. And we go, oh, that's a bit like when I went to insert holiday that you had when you were nine or whatever. And that's right. the point of these fragments of masonry. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then if you look at this end to this little patio, which is, I think, redolent of those Cordoban or civilian patios. You know, when you see down a corridor, there's a pool of light at the end. Yes. There's sort of the coolness of that central patio in a house um, in, amid the chaos of the city. And this is that cool, safe, quiet space. Yes, it is. Planted up with lush foliage, scented plants. Do you smell that? I absolutely. Well, what am I smelling here? Am I smelling well, you're Tuscany? Smelling, you're, you're smelling, I suppose, the south of Spain, Tuscany, sages. You've got... Um, geraniums, you've got all of those lovely scented plants, and crucially, the sound of water, which leads you on. You hear it before you see it. It draws you through a garden, and that's the genius of Pito, to place water in places that makes you want to find out where it came from. Where it came from. I love his little fern, too. Wonderful. The fern is fantastic. (laughs) It's like a hairstyle. Yeah, it is. It is. A little bit Medusa. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Maybe. It's better when it's earlier, it's just coming out. (laughs) So essentially, Pito is creating a garden an international garden, but he's not doing it in the sense that here's the French bit, here's the Italian Renaissance bit, here's the Roman bit. Here he's intermingling everything. If you drew a Venn diagram of all of the world's cultures, all of the kind of the bits that they all thought were beautiful, this is the intersection (gasps) of that beauty. How wonderful. And then you come into this little pool with a little garden, perhaps Pompeian, the sort of thing you see at the back of a house in Pompeii. Absolutely. Yes. A little bit of water. Kick the kids out, go and play Ludo, or whatever they played, Abacus, at the back of their house in Pompeii. And so this is, and now I'm just seeing, I mean, we've only been through just a fraction of the garden, but there is water everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's a crucial element of the garden because it it really creates life in a garden space, doesn't it? That sound of water is constant, it's always there, it's ever moving, it creates a sense of energy. And as we look up, there's this little quirk here, which I rather like. Pito hated asymmetry. He took the false wing off the manor because he didn't, you know, because yeah, the Georgians yeah. had, of course, had to have a, a symmetrical house and Pito hated symmetry. So he takes the wing off. But here he has 15 of these beautiful terracotta tiles and he places them five, six and four. I don't know a single designer who would ever do that. <laughs> it shouldn't work. And yet it does. Yeah. And what it does is it creates an ability for him to create an asymmetrical space beneath. You wouldn't know it but the walls aren't square, nothing lines up, because nothing ever lines up at Eiford. It's all a bit of a fudge. 
That's right. the key. And this is his magnificent terrace. This is incredible. This is the wow moment right here. It kind here. of is. This is it kind wow. Of is. This is what I think he wanted you to just oh stop and take goodness. it in. This is just magical. So this is a representation of the Appian Way coming out of Pompeii on its way out, you know, with the cart tracks and all of that, passing monuments and sarcophaguses and orchi. And, I mean, and I'm actually that. forgetting that I'm in England right, right now. I honestly That's right. am. That's literally what I was thinking. Okay. So then you've so, got lovely English roses up the columns, which yeah. gives the sort of whimsy. You've got Romulus and Remus, which is the last uh, copy taken from the Capitoline. So that's very much the, the influence of Rome right at the heart of the garden. But then look out through oh. the colonnades and you get this incredible setting of the landscape. And it is the borrowed landscape, shake. He learned this in Japan when he was right. there in 18. Shake, what does that mean? Shake is the borrowed landscape. It is setting your garden in the context of its surroundings. So it's the opposite of what Roman theory does, which is build a forum and the safe space and everyone looks in. Yes. The Japanese are building something to look out. To look Much out. more of an outward looking gardening style. And as a result, you're constantly with this balance of the, the, the foreground and the space that you're in. It's like a basilica, isn't it? With a yeah, no, no, absolutely it is. And then the outward view, and there's another out to the countryside. Fantastic. So everything is always in balance. And the internationalism is the other key here, which is that he wasn't going out in a sort of 18th century British Empire way and saying, you know, we really ought to be more British. We should be more British. You'll appreciate it. You'll love it. Um, he wasn't doing that. He was going out to see what everyone else could teach him. This was, an, this was a magpie for ideas. He wanted to learn. He went to Japan for 10 weeks to learn ikebana, to learn you know, flower arrangement, right. to learn about the placement of objects, to learn about shake. All of these amazing concepts were completely alien to, to the To learn West. and then bring them back and here. And then to use for his clients. Right. Incredible. The love and respect which William and his family have for Harold Pito's vision here is so inspiring and clear to see as we arrive at the Japanese garden, where thankfully the water has settled after my waiting efforts. Originally, Pito wanted a Japanese garden here. So this is not Pito? Uh, not fully, no. I mean, originally he had, so he'd built his, his shelter. Right. Do step up onto here, it's a lovely view. Okay. He built his shelter, he'd bought his pagoda and his lanterns. Yeah. And he had found, with his workmen, the rather wonderful rock at the far <gasps> side, which is, yes. of course, representative of... Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji. Fantastic. There you are. So it's that representation oh. of the really important things that, the, you know, the Japanese hold dear to them. And Mount Fuji's revered. Yeah, of course. And, and so he created that. And then, sadly, 1933 arrived, and that was the end of Mr. Pito's tenure on Earth. So he moved on. And... In 84, my father, 1984, <laughs> uh, yes, okay, quite often the wrong century appears, I appreciate that. In 1984, my father decided to finish the job, as he puts it. So this is truly a John Hignett garden. And I'm really proud of what he's achieved here. We're still working on it. Oh it's goodness. 40 years in, and there are <gasps> views being created. There are, it's one of the things wonderful. about Japanese gardens is that they take three generations to mature at least. Right. Um, you want all of this moss, you see, it's all self-sown yeah. and you, know, you don't beautiful. plant it, it but just occurs. Interestingly enough, here in this Japanese garden, I am spotting two native orchids. Pyramidal orchids, absolutely. Yeah. Self-sown, like so many things in this garden, the, the box is very much where it falls, it lies, and then you manage it from there. And of course it's on a rock, which is 
you know, 10 tons of rock, yep. which was taken across on, on rollers in the Roman fashion, um, pulled by a digger by my father from um, some, some yards so away, some hundred yards here. away. Yes, he placed that there. So that oh, is his island. And then goodness. the whole of the idea of this garden is really based around that sort of Chinese cosmological idea of the north and south, east and the west. These stones, you see the scales yeah, of the yeah, dragon of here? This is these two of the dragons coming down to drink and, and to, to, to steal the pearls which are under the temple. It's, and so it's all the stories are in there, woven stunning. in, but, but in a subtle way. Okay, it's just stunning and beautiful. But I have to say, it's something about those two orchids mm. there. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking right now. Those are your parents, because they're oh, English, bless. right there. Well, you, no, here no, they no, are. Right at the, heart, the Englishness at That's the heart right. of the Japanese. The Japanese garden, and there are yeah. your parents who really took the yeah. sun. And still do, of course. Yeah, My father's course. still driving his digger. Exactly. Um, uh, as his oh. retirement project, as it was his profession. Uh, <laughs> As a it's, professional amateur yeah, gardener, as he calls himself. It's so, wonderful. You know, it is lovely. And he's still here every evening, you know, moving the rocks yeah. around, sorting things out, sort of working out which moss to leave yeah. and the rest of it. Of course, the thing about this garden is it's so different to everything else, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's no. Cooler, it's cooler, it's, it's damp. Yeah, it's it definitely is. And I yeah. think it's more peaceful in many ways. It's very peaceful. Next time at Eiford, I'll be helping prepare afternoon tea. And hearing how ancient peace has been restored to the garden.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.